Good afternoon, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Hello, um, everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, here we are with James the Patriot. Um, James's um, reach is growing exponentially, and more and more people want to hear what he has to say. Some of you have been with us um, and know of James, and some of you are are brand new. Uh, James um, is uh, sharing with the world his knowledge of affidavits mixed with common law. It's created a wonderful formula to help people take their power back. And um, we have done a series, for those of you who are new, it's on the channel, step-by-step um, -step through how to do the affidavits. But today we decided we would do a workshop for those who wanted to actually open up their affidavit. I posted a little bit in the chat to get the affidavit templates on your computer, get them in a program, whether it be Google Word, so that you can edit it as we go along. So I'm going to pass it over to James to say hello to you and uh, welcome everyone. Thank you, Justice. Hello, everybody. Um, hopefully Crash can join us soon. We'll see where she is. Um, yes, real quick, uh, just a shout out to all my friends I made in Ohio last week. That was so much fun. Thank you all for having me. Wonderful Italian dinner, you guys. I mean, you, you threw out the ro you rolled out the red carpet for me. I mean, I I was blown away. Such amazing people there, fantastic patriots. Um, I couldn't have been I couldn't have thought of a better way to spend a couple of nights. Um, like I told you, I travel quite frequently for work, and and oftentimes I'm just sitting in my hotel rooms replying to work emails. So I was I was happy that I had that opportunity to meet with you guys, but. Um, yes, thank you. Um, so we thought today we would just try to stick to the course. Um, I've I've got a strict one hour, so if I start to veer off, Justice is going to pull me back in. You guys know I like to talk, so if I get off into the weeds, she's going to like hold up. Let's get back to the to the matter at hand here. So um, if she interrupts me, that's I've asked her to do that. So okay, so. Um... Hope, let me check out the comments first and see who we've got going on here and if anyone has any questions to start. Elizabeth's here from Oregon. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? Scotty, nice to see you. Dylan, Robert. Um, okay, so one of the links is a link to join into the live stream if you wanted to be on camera like a workshop and ask questions. You are welcome to do that. It is the StreamYard link. You can pop in at any time. Um, other than that, um, I will pay attention to the chat and I'm going to pull um, my picture out and then. Looks like we may have lost her. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. If so, you pull your picture out, your mic goes too. <laughs> I realized that in a minute. So that's not a possibility. All right. So this is what I meant to do. Let's see here. Nope. Not that one. That, that one. one, that's what there we, we go. go. There we go. All right, so if you have your affidavits, I'm going to scroll as uh, James goes through it and um, let him explain it to you. So hopefully you have yours. And if not, <clears throat> we'll have this as recorded and it will be a great tutorial moving forward that people can go back and refer to. All right, James. Awesome. Well. Um... So we've been over this document a little bit. We didn't go into a lot of details here, but um, I mentioned in Ohio, and I've said this before, and I just want to make sure that I am clear and I clarify this. There, there is no magic document that you can fill out and file somewhere 
that will quote unquote correct your status. Okay. Um, it is, it is, is absolutely true. There is, there is, um, I, I'm not misleading you by any means when I say this, it is absolutely true that when you were born and a birth certificate was created for you, you were bonded and you were licensed. That is true. Um, that was part of the banking reforms that the United States did back in 1933 and even earlier than that. Um, so I'm not going to go off into the weeds with that so much today because I don't want you guys to get um, too confused. But suffice it to, to say that any interaction that you have with a government agency Oftentimes, and you guys, you may not even have thought about this, but when you look at anything from that you get from a, a government agency or, or an agency of authority. So if you're issued a traffic ticket, if you're issued a summons to court for some reason, um, often, you know, look at your bills, like your property tax notices or anything else like that. Often they are sent to you with your name in all capital letters. Now, for me. I just never thought of this. I just, oh, okay, that's just what they do, all caps. Oh, okay, whatever. The problem is, is that you're not, they're not actually addressing you as the man or the woman. They're addressing your estate. They're addressing this bond that was created for you. And they're presuming that you're the executor of this, this trust, of this estate. So this is why when you're driving down the road and a police officer pulls you over, they, they claim they have jurisdiction over you is because um, government can regulate commerce. The Constitution gives government uh, or Congress the complete power to regulate commerce. And that's why they're throwing you into, um, into that position of commerce. So the affidavit of status, what this does is this clarifies that for anybody who's bringing a claim against you. So... Um, so Scotty, your question is the way you have everything in red, is that the way we would draw it up as well? No, what's in red would need to be changed. So, so at, at the very top, you would just put, obviously you put your first middle name and last, and this is how everybody's ever known you. So if you have a middle name or if you don't, it's just your first and last name, just your common English, you know, John Joe Doe or whatever. Right. Right. Okay. Or John, John Joe. Then your address, your zip code, um, your phone number, and your email address. You don't need to do any anything's. Okay, I, again, I want I want to clarify here with this. We we want this to be in common language. We don't need to we don't need to confuse people. We don't need to put, you know, not near any zip code or zip code near this zip code. Just put you know how you would normally address a letter, how you were taught in school. It's totally fine. Now the affidavit of status. The reason why. The reason why this is, is so powerful as it is, is because it's an affidavit. You're swearing under penalty of perjury that what's on this piece of paper is true. And the only way that this can bite you is if someone can prove without a shadow of a doubt that what you've written on here is not true and that you you are liable for this. So this is why this document is so, so important. And this is why this document must be filed each and every time you have an interaction with a public servant. So this, this, this public servant can be either someone within the courts. It can be, um, you know, an individual at the city or whatever, anyone who's making a claim against you or your property. Okay. This, okay. This so, for. Um, so James, let's say 
you know, when we talked the other day about uh, doing videos of specific topic, right? The topic at the top of the charts right now is vaccine mandates. People oh, yes. I knew, I knew it would be. Yes. Right. So let's say, so those of you that are watching, if you got fired or you're being threatened and coerced into taking this experiment um, or lose your job, your money or your life, so to speak, um, and you want to fill out the affidavits, th this is, you know, this is the process. So correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so should, we, should we read through the whole thing? Um, you know, we can. I, I mean, I don't want to bore people to death, but but basically the first paragraph, you're, you're just stating, you know, who you are. You're over the age of consent. You're a creation right. of God. Your name. Right? Yeah, your name. I'm a woman or a man. Um, you know, shocker here, guys. There's only two genders, men and women. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's crazy and that's out in the left field for a lot of people, but we just want to be able to yeah. bring it back down to reality. Um, now I, I'm, I myself am, am a devout Christian. Um, the man that I got this, this document from Alphonse is a devout Christian. And so this is written accordingly. And a lot of that's because, and it says right here, whereas the Bible, the word of God has made a unique contribution in shaping the United States as a distinctive and blessed nation and people. And whereas the Bible's teachings inspired concepts of civil government that are contained in our declaration of independence. So the Bible is the rock on which our republic rests. So you're going to see a lot of references here. And, and what a lot of people don't understand, whether you're religious or not, the common law was derived from biblical teachings. Right. Okay. So whether you're, whether you're religious, whether you're a Christian, I don't care what your religion is. You live in a country that allows you to practice any religion. And that's what the founders wanted. However, the founders, like I said before, were, were Christian Anglo-Saxon Christians to be uh, to be specific, and so that's how that's how this was written. So I we put it out there again of who we are. This is our affidavit of status. You know, again, I have personal knowledge of the matter stated herein, um, and because you know, I understand that thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. One of the Ten Commandments. So if this were me, I would say I, James Tracy, or I am a man. And one of the people of these United States being a creation of God and domiciled in one of the several states. I don't know if you guys knew this, but you are a sovereign man or a sovereign woman. I don't know if you guys knew that. And if you wanted to put that in the document, you can. I choose not to. But it, it, I, I sometimes with these government people, you have to spell things out. And <laughs> sovereign means you are at the top. Those of you who are in my class, we talked about the status. God is number one. Men and women are number two. We are sovereign men and women. Okay. That means that we are above everything. But because, because of the world we live in and how our government has tried to control everything, they haven't violated the Constitution. They've merely sidestepped it by creating a, a commerce or an estate. And they're they're accusing us of of being involved in commerce so that they can regulate us. So that's what that means. Um, James, can I ask yes. a question? Yes. So uh, we go through this uh, affidavit of status. Is this particular one? So if someone wanted to download this template off our website mm -hmm. and use this, can they use this for any situation? And if not, Correct. what Correct. section? Okay. So yeah. any situation. So, so pretty much the first. Okay. So one, two, 
three. You might make a couple of changes in the second in the in paragraph number two. There it says where I'm a living, breathing, sentient being. Um, mm -hmm. You might add at the end of that paragraph there where it says medical treatments or medical experiments and or any kind of mandates or requirements. Okay. As such, pursuant to any process, law, code, or statute, mandate, or any color thereof. So okay. you, you might, add, and that's not going to hurt it. You could put that in there. Okay. Um, the next two paragraphs would remain the same. Number three, number four, number five, pursuant to the Constitution that's ratified. This Constitution is the supreme law of the land. Okay, we, that's quoted directly from the Constitution. Um, number six would remain the same as a matter of lawful compliance. Uh, number seven would remain the same. Number eight would remain the same. Um, number nine, this is another good one that you might want to consider adding stuff to. Pursuant to this Constitution, I cannot be compelled, manipulated, extorted, tricked, threatened, placed under duress, or coerced or so affected under the color of law by any natural person who individually or any capacity as or under any artificial person, agency, entity, officer, or party into waiving any of my rights or to act in contradiction thereof, or to act in opposite of the moral conscience and dominion granted to me by God. Nor can I be deprived of any of these rights, privileges, and immunities, and immunities except by lawful process. That's the due process, right? The no man or woman can be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. That's what we're talking about. Anyone using any process not in accordance with the Constitution, causing injury to me, thereby commits numerous crimes requiring lawful punishment therefrom. So we're putting this on, on the record that, hey, if you guys are going to deny me my rights, we will seek remedy. And this is how you do that. Okay? So, so if, you, if you guys haven't figured out, there's not much that needs to be changed. And James... Not the affidavit of status, no. Right. And, and James has put it in red. So it's it's fairly simple. Yeah. So okay. number 10, you're going to change. Okay. You're going to put this on the record that you're not a citizen, resident, subject, taxpayer at all of the municipal corporations and private corporations doing business as the, this would be where your county that you live in, the city, village, borough, township, whatever it is that you live in, and in whatever state. So I have state of Utah. So you put, you know, state of Montana or state of Texas or whatever state you're in. Or if it's Pennsylvania, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So, okay, that's where you would, you would put that information there. Um, these were again, these are municipal corporations, and just because you're physically located in these jurisdictions does not create duties or obligations upon you. They contest that it does because, like I said before. They're, they're making the claim that you're acting in commerce when, in fact, you are not, which is why they throw all of us in these administrative courts. This is what happens. We're, we're not taking to you and I, the men and the women, when there's an issue, we're not taken to an Article Three court of record that the Constitution spells out. We're taken to an Article One court, an administrative court. It's no different than if you, um, you know, if you were in your job and you violated one of your policies or procedures from your job. They would take you into the human resources office and you know, you'd have to answer to that. So very similar process. That's what's going on here. So um, number 11, you would where your home address goes here. I've had this question come up. It's like, well, what if I'm not the sole owner? Um, you, you are. You absolutely are. So like my wife and I, for example, we uh, were joint on the deed of our property. So I still put that in there because I'm 
I am the sole responsibility party. And she's the only one, she's the only other one who can make a claim against that property. No one else can. So um, again, number 12, you would put in the same information as number 10. So they have no interest in your private property. They possess no authority to make claims over your private property. And they have no authority or rights whatsoever over you or myself or my private property. You guys can start to understand why this is written this way. Because we want them. It, it, the only way that this, that this affidavit can be overcome is if whoever is adversely affected by this affidavit. So in this case, if it's... Um, if it is your employer or whoever, whomever is trying to make a claim, this is what you guys have to think about. Okay. At the end of the day, you need to ask your question, who is making this claim against me? Not what, but who? So you just can't say, well, my, 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 my work, you know, my work is XYZ corporation. The problem with that is XYZ corporation is not a living, breathing human being. But there are living, breathing human beings who are running that corporation. So you need to find out who is making this claim, whether it's your human resource director, your boss, the CEO, the owner, whatever. So if they if they are are if they are more afraid of the resident in chief who's asleep half the time and has to be drugged out of the basement just to come talk to people and they can't even get 10 words out of his mouth before they shoo him off the stage. Okay. If they're more afraid of what he is threatening with their businesses, then they, they haven't got a clue how this country works. Okay. So um, we have a question. I see that there. Yeah. So as a student living with parents, how would I fill in number 11? Same thing, Dylan. Put your home address there. So uh, I presume, Dylan, that you're over the age of 18. You're a college student, I would imagine. So if that's the case, just put your home address there. Okay, I'll wait for an answer on that. Um, I missed a question up here also about the color of ink. <clears throat> oh, yes. Color red and just replacing. Yeah, no. So, so Scotty, I use, I use the color blue when I sign things. So I have two things. I have a blue pen and I have a blue ink pad that I use my thumbprint for. And I, I sign the document and I take my blue, my right thumb, you can do your right or left, it doesn't matter. And then I put that thumbprint over my signature. And that's because we want these people to realize that, you know, we are who we are. And everybody knows fingerprints are as unique to each of us as, as anything else. So um, that's how, that's what we do that. So okay. um, number 13 is really where we're calling them out. So we let them know, hey, we're not an expert in the law, but we do know right from wrong. If anyone's damaged by these statements, let me know and I'll, I'll do my best to, to correct my ways. But if if the party's given notice by means of this document, have information that would controvert or overcome this affidavit, please advise me in written affidavit form within 10 days from receipt hereof, providing me with your counter affidavit. OK, this this is the your this is the home run statement, guys. You will. I have to. I have served. Oh, how many affidavits have I served now? Probably a dozen, maybe more. And I have yet to get anybody respond to me with an affidavit. Hasn't happened. And the reason being is right here. If you skip down two two paragraphs, it says I declare under penalty of perjury. 
nobody, <laughs> nobody is going to do that because they, they, they're not going to perjure themselves. They're, they're basically saying, well, okay, I guess I'm just going to throw myself in jail because I know what I am doing is wrong. And I, I can't, I can't be held responsible for this. And so they're going to do any other, anything they can to wiggle out of this. You know, you might get a response. I, I've gotten a couple of people that have written letters back that says, you know, you've, you've sent this to the wrong department. You need to send this to so-and-so or whatever. They're just deflecting. It means nothing. Okay. Remember, these people operate in the world of commerce, in the world of contract law. So they, they're, they're presuming that's what you're doing here. You're not actually sending this to a corporation. You're not actually asking to contract with anyone. You're, you're, you're merely putting it on the record of what is happening. Because if you get down to the road further, this is the foundation. This is what I say. This is what I told those, those awesome people in Ohio. Think of your affidavits as the foundation of your home. You don't have a foundation. The walls are going to fall. So... And that's essentially your affidavit of status. Okay. Okay. There's two, there's this, this question has come up too. Okay. You can have it notarized, sign it in front of a notary, or if that's going to be a problem, like our good friends up in Canada, if that's going to be a problem, you can have that. You can sign with two or three witnesses. Okay. The Bible has says, and God has said, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses will I establish my word. So that's where that theory comes from. Okay. And it would be very similar. You'd use a similar um, document. The, the be it remembered would stay pretty much the same. And you would just have two other individuals there with their names. And they, they can verify who you are. So that, that serves just as much. Are the witnesses... Um Putting their thumbprints on their signatures also? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Any questions about that so far? Hold on. Let me go look. I'm surprised nobody jumped in to be on, on camera with us. You guys are all so shy. Maybe they're camera shy. I get it. <laughs> Come join us in the, in the studio. Okay. Uh, have witness put thumbprint. Okay, I'm gonna leave yep. that for now so we can save time. Okay, I'll go back and fix. All right, so let me go check on questions and then we'll move to the next one. So we got we're 25 minutes in. If we do 20 minutes per affidavit, I think we'll get it all done. So let's. I think see. so. I think so. Yeah. All right. So Dylan, as a student, yes. Okay. Okay. Fred Rogers, neighborhood of Maple Leaf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So next affidavit of fact, same thing. Everything in red. Yep. You're intelligent people. You're smart. You can figure out what that means. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, if, if I were sitting down to write this on one of these medical mandates, whatever it may be, whether, whether it may be the face diaper, whether it be maybe the, the, the JAB, whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I would put this down because, again, if they give you an ultimatum, if your employer gives you an ultimatum and says you will do this or you won't be out of a job, uh, that, that's, that's that, I mean, that's a threat, okay? That's extortion. Okay, so where are you going to put that in this? And I'll go. Well, I would come up here. See, so right at the very top where it says, Dear Trespasser, a man. This is where I would put whoever is requiring 
me to do something. So if this is my direct boss, so here's the thing too. If it's more than one person in your employment, if it's if it's the owner, the human resources director, and your boss, each individual is going to get their own affidavits, each one. And you would customize this for each one. So if it's the owner, you'd say, dear Mr. Owner, a man. If it's your HR director, dear HR director. Now you're not gonna you're not gonna address them in their titles, you're gonna address them by their names. Right. Right. Because under common law, only men or women can do things to other men and women, not titles. So, so in this case, dear such and such a man, you, their name would go there, a man or a woman, have trespassed, assaulted, battered, and administered my property without right. Now, you can change that. You have attempted to extort. You have, a, you have trespassed. You have assaulted. I mean, you can add things here as you see fit, as it works for your your situation. So this this is one I wrote up here for um, last year when when um, school districts were requiring face diapers on our kids. And I didn't consent to that. They just did it anyway and said we had to do this because they, they said they were the big bad wolf and they were going to blow our house down. <laughs> mm -hmm. So... So you, you can change this as you need to. And, you know, those you guys are all part of our, te our Telegram group. I'm happy to review any document in there. If you post it, say, hey, how does this look? Do I need to change anything here? Um, that's the absolute easiest way for me to be able to resp respond to as many people as possible. Um, I, I totally understand where Alphonse is coming from. I mean, his, his Telegram group is approaching 10,000 people. I don't know how he keeps up with it. I don't. Um, so... Um, Corey, that's a great question. How would this pertain to custody of a child? Um, that's a tricky situation because you now have 50, 50 ownership, right? Um, it gets, and, and child custody issues are really difficult. So we may need to, to, to talk about that at another time. Um, but that's a great question. So, uh, going back to the document. So Again, this, this is your affidavit of fact. So this is what you're putting on here is this is what you know happened according to you. Do not put anything on here that you don't believe is true. Again, you're, you're, you're signing this under penalty of perjury. So number one, I claim my body, my information, my genetic material, my offspring, all that I own and claim, my God-given rights are my property. If you don't believe that, rebut that. Number two, I claim my address is my property. Number three, I am not the property of another man, woman, or corporation. Again, if these, if, if your, your employers are claiming that you are their property, then you need to make them prove it. I love this statement here, and I tell this to people all the time. It's like, what evidence do you have to support your claim? So you're, you're claiming you have authority to tell me that I must get an experimental medical procedure. What authority do you have? What evidence do you have to back that up? Because I can tell you here, if, they, if you get these people in a court of law and, and they're signed in and sworn under oath, they have no ground to stand on. They don't. So number four, I claim my body, my information, my genetic material, including my offspring. They are my property. And I do not consent to any man or woman trespassing upon my property. So now, again, I wrote this one up for a school district. So you can take, 
if this is for you specifically for a mandate, you can take out including offspring because it doesn't apply to the situation. But if you're doing this for your kids in school, you'd want to leave that there. And I love the way that these are written because you cannot rebut these. It's like I said before, um, it's, it's one thing to just say, hey, you, you can't do this to me. You can write that in this in your, your affidavit of fact, say, you have no authority to do this to me, period. That's a, that's a pretty easy statement to rebut. However, if you come from a different angle, this is the, this is the um, verbal jujitsu that I love. This is where you say, I require the obligation or the contract of your medical license that gives you permission or that permits your staff or employees to physically assess and diagnose me with a communicable disease. I have to tell you, those are powerful words. Can I give you a quick example? Can I butt in? Yes, go for it. So I told James uh, some, some months ago, American Express was being so difficult to deal with. So we suffered a financial setback because my husband's a sole breadwinner. I homeschool our kids. And he was, um, what is it called? Furloughed? Furloughed. Furloughed. Yeah. Not, right? Put on temporary leave, basically. Yeah. Right. So as we all do, we rob Peter to pay Paul sometimes and we put in what is what is, you know, priority and feeding your children and keeping a roof over their head is priority, not not a credit card payment. Right. So American Express was just so awful that they did not want to work uh, with us at all. And I I was just beside myself and, and yelling at them, saying, how can everyone be forced out of work? due to no fault of our own, yet you get to sit there and continue to make money and charge interest and not, not give people, you know, an opportunity, right? I'm sure a lot of you or some of you have been in a situation like that. Well, the other day I said, okay, cause I said, I, I, I want to pay, but I'm going to pay in priority of what I need to do for my children first. So I reached out to them and said, here we go. Let me go ahead and make a payment. And the woman told me that it's been referred to a collection agency. And I said, um, she said she, I could not make a payment and that I would have to take everything up with them further. And I said, well, I will not do business with a third party person. I have no contract with them. If American Express would like to take the, the, the accounts back, I'd be happy to pay American Express. She said, hold on. And within 15 minutes, they came back and said they'd be happy to do it. Now, meanwhile, it was, it was going back and forth a little bit. And she absolutely assured me there was nothing they could do. And I would have to go with this, uh, <laughs> with this company, this third party collection agency. And then, and that's what I said. I don't have a contract with them. If American express would like to take, take the accounts back, I'd be happy to pay them. And, yeah. and it happened. So those are powerful words. Just wanted to put that in there because it just happened. And it was pretty yeah. interesting how quickly and easily it happened. It, it's funny when you, when you start talking contracts, they start to listen. Yeah. Remember, this is the world. This is this is the world they live in. So everything that you know as legal and law is contract law, according to them. And and we're we're just talking. We're saying, okay, if this is the world you want to live in, then then I require you to give me that contract. Yes. So you're saying you have the authority to do this because remember, there's only two ways any man or woman can make you do anything if they own you. Or if they have a contract with you. So they clearly don't own you. We've established that. So now you're asking for proof of the contract. They can't produce the, that contract. So therefore, they are committing crimes against you. This is what we, we're, we're doing here. So 
again, we, we, you can see here over the next, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, we're, we're going down the list of, I want the contract that allows you to do this. I want the contract that has my consent for you the acting as a public servant, or in this case, you know, owner of the business or HR director to make malfeasant medical decisions for me. You know, I, number 11 is a great one. I require the contract, the obligation of contract that mask requirements presented to the public as law do not interfere, interfere with an individual's rights secured under the constitution and under this Utah law. You know, again, I searched out a Utah law and threw that in there just because it was a good, they were good finds. And then I detailed it in exhibit A. Now for each one of your code, each one of your states, you can do that. Now, if you don't, here's a, here's another little tidbit, you guys, if you don't have a good law in your state that protects your individual rights and your right to choose your own medical decisions, find a state that does and reference the equal protections clause of the 14th amendment. I don't know if you guys knew that the 14th amendment to the federal constitution grants equal protections under the law for every citizen. And, and let me just so, so say that again. I'm going to put that in the chat for everybody. It's go yes. ahead. So the, the 14th amendment to the United States constitution guarantees equal protection under the laws and equal rights for every citizen of the United States. It does not mean that you're a United States citizen. Okay. I want to make that very clear. There's two different things. You can be a citizen of the United States, but you're not a United States citizen. Constitutional citizen is totally fine. But again, remember, these are just titles and we can, we can rebut these anytime we need to. So, but um, going back to your, your, your story, um, Justice is um, when you started talking about that, you know, these, these third-party collection agencies, and a lot of people, you guys probably understand, they, they have no authority to do what they're doing to you as a man or a woman. And if you call them out, like I had a guy who was bugging the crap out of me and say, hey, listen, man, once you present to me the contract that has my wet signature on it, then I will talk to you. And only until then you can do that. I'm not talking to you any further. Oh, by the way, any more communication you want to have with me will be done through the United States Postal Service. Never heard from the guy again. <laughs> and and he I also let him know too any negative credit rating on my credit report will be dealt with accordingly and I said I will seek civil remedies it wasn't a threat it was a promise and the guy left me alone and nothing showed up on my credit rating so right. um, so going down here again this is where you would need to change a few things out you guys a lot of it's going to stay the same but um, number 16, number 17, number 18, you're going to need to change this out for your state departments accordingly. I just threw everything in here. <laughs> I threw in, um, I threw in the, the whole kitchen sink. So, so just, just so you're aware, that's, those are areas that we need to change. Um, number 19, let me scroll down a little bit more. Um, number 19 is, again, I, again, we're, again, we're asking for the contract with these corporations, this Davis County is a local county here in Utah, Davis County Health Department, Davis County Board of Supervisors, District Attorney. Where's my contract with these people? Is Are you putting a, your name in here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to, but you can. Okay. So. Um, number 20 is really good, too. Verified claim. 
The only way you can be held responsible in a court of law is if there's a verified claim from another man or woman, and that claim is taken under oath or affirmation. Most prosecutions, you guys, most prosecutions do not have that. You, you may not have been aware of that, but they don't have that anymore. So, um, okay. the last paragraph there, if the party's given notice by the means of this document, have information that would overcome this, please advise me in written affidavit form within 10 days. Otherwise, if you don't, this is my favorite part. Your silence stands as consent to and tacit agreement of the claim and factual declarations made herein being established as matters of fact and matters of law. Okay. That's a common law maxim. He who does not deny admits. Okay. Right. He who does not deny admits. And then the last document is your notice of claim. This is where you're going to attach your um, financial claims. It's like, hey, this is what you did to me. This is there's a dollar amount to that. And, and guys, whatever this dollar amount is, is whatever you want it to be. I would be careful. You know, don't throw in hundreds of millions of dollars in there because you probably will never be able to collect that. You know, but throw a, throw a substantial amount of money in there. If it's a um, an employer, you know, you can you can take that your, your, your employer for whatever you would have made over the next however long you're going to work there. You can add that up if that's what you want. Um, I won't go through this one further, but we do list a number of crimes here. Um, again, you have 10 days to rebut this one, point for point. Um, these are the crimes here. These are all federal crimes, 18 USC. So the Title 18 of the United States Code is, is your criminal codes. Um, and my two favorite are, are Title 18, 241 and Title 18, 242. So conspiracy against rights and deprivation of rights under the color of law. There, you're gonna, guys, you're gonna see more actions in federal courts under those two codes than you'll ever see in your life. I mean, we're already starting to see them, it's already starting to happen. Can I ask so, a question? Please do. Okay, so you um posted a course on the feed about understanding law, which is fantastic. I recommend yes, how everybody in, how to win in court. Yes, yeah, everybody check that out. So, for the lay person who doesn't know how or where to find these codes or search out the wrongdoing and what to code it. What do you recommend? So let's say, you know, so somebody doesn't have any idea, like one thing happened to them. They feel like they got fired from their job and there's wrongdoing. A lawyer yeah. would say, well, you broke seven codes, but the average person isn't going to understand or know. Yeah, you're right. So what I would do, and this is what I did, um, cause I, I felt the same way when I, when I first started getting into this is like, I, I don't know what laws these people have potentially broken. So what I did is I, I went on, I, so just jump onto good old fashioned duck, duck, go, or even Google. I mean, it's still there too. And just search title 18 us code. And it'll bring up the most common website is Cornell law. Um, Cornell has every federal code there, which is nice. And just go through and read each one. I mean, there's like hundreds of criminal oh, excuse me there's like hundreds of criminal codes there so okay give me that uh give me that website again or that 
So just so, so just see where it is right here. We're tight for it says 18 US code 241. Just highlight that and just search for that on online. Okay. It'll take you to title to, to 18 US code, Title 18. So it's called Title 18 is the criminal codes for federal violations. And all I did when I was putting this together is I went and I read those and I said, okay, is what is what this man or woman did to me, does does this statement apply? So like, for example, assault. Yeah, the guy assaulted me. Um, yes, he obstructed me in free exercise of my religious beliefs because I have a deeply held religious conviction of not covering my face. Or I have a deeply held religious conviction of not sticking any foreign substances that I have no idea what they're what's in them in my body. Yeah. Okay. I will just caution you, however, for those of you that are looking at using the religious exemption, what what grants you a religious exemption is not the organized religion that you're a part of. Okay, I want to say that again. What grants you a religious exemption is not the religious organization that you're a part of. So if you're a Catholic, if you're a Protestant, if you're a Lutheran, if you're part of the LDS church, which is the Mormon church, most people know them as, just because you're a member of one of those congregations does not grant you a religious exemption. What grants you a religious exemption is your personal deeply held religious belief against anything like that. Okay. Right. So if you're applying for a religious exemption with your, your employer or whatever the case may be, do not put in there anywhere what faith it is that you're a member of. You simply need to say, I have a deeply held religious belief that by you forcing me to do this would violate my self-conscious and my rights to practice my religion as I see fit. Okay? okay. That's it. All right? Okay. That's essentially the notice of claim. Okay? Okay, so any I'll questions on anything thus far, everyone? Um, pop, them in the, pop them in the chat if there's another question. See, look at that. We even got done with 15 minutes still to spare. That's I know, how... James, a record. <laughs> I got two and a half hour videos. I know. I, well, you can't get me to shut up. And then here we are in 45 minutes. And we're done. Uh, we love to hear you talk. But, you know, somebody, people want to get a, jump online and figure out how to do an action item. Yes. You know, sometimes it's like looking for a recipe. You don't want to read the whole blog. You just want to get to the recipe, right? I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that's what I was challenging. And, and, and I really hope this comes across people because this is what I told um, the freedom fighters in Ohio. Um, and this is what I've been trying to convey is, is I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a goer. I'm a doer. I want to get something done. I don't want to sit around and, and learn all this great information and then go, okay, great. Now what? Right. I want to know. And, and a lot of the information I was finding um, was it was good information and it opened my eyes, but there were no action items to take. Okay, now what's the next step? How can I affect change? How can I be one of the, um, I can't remember what uh, General Fred Flynn called them, like the, the, oh, the digital soldiers. How can I be one right. of the digital soldiers? What can I do to affect change for the positive? I mean, we're, you guys, we're, we're seeing more and more people 
are opening their eyes now, especially with with all of these tyrannical dictates that are mm. just coming out of the spewing out of the mouth of those who are quote unquote in Brazilian, not Brazilian, sorry, <laughs> in federal. I don't know why I have Brazil on the mind. Uh, in federal government, okay. So, uh, Scotty, you ask, that's a great question. So, for traffic, would you use some traffic laws to put another code section? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, you're you're thinking. Um, okay. All right. But so my point, my point that I'm I'm getting at is is this is why we're doing this. I'm I'm giving this to you. I want you to take ownership of it. You guys, if I if I haven't stated this enough, I need to say it again. You you cannot just copy and paste a document and think it's going to fix everything. You have to know what you're saying. You have to be able to back it up. Because right. step one, remember, this is step one in the process. There's there's four or five, sometimes six steps in this process, depending on how involved these people go. And like I, I said, I'm helping some some very fine individuals here locally who are being maliciously prosecuted because they stood up and exercised their First Amendment rights. So now we're, we're dealing with these kangaroo courts. We're trying to take care of that issue. And then we have to start the next step, which is getting ready to file a civil claim in, in federal court. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of good people who are doing things. I, I um, One of my friends forwarded me um, a lawsuit that was filed in Ohio Supreme Court by this this woman on behalf of her, her daughter for these mask mandates. And, you know, they were, the, the, these legal scholars were saying, hey, this was very well, wit very well written. You should prevail. However... The governor's son is one of the Supreme Court's justices. I mean, if that's not nepotism, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, or there's conflict of interest. But this this is why I this is why I strongly recommend if you have an issue in your state, file that claim in a federal court. If you have a federal issue like the federal mask mandate or the federal jab mandate, file that in a state court. Get the state to prevail and say you guys can't do this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you back here real quick to give us a quick overview of what the exhibit A is. Yeah. And then I want to show those who are watching our website and where to find the information and also the template for the criminal charges. Yes. Okay. okay. So real quick, let's run through this. Okay. So all I did with exhibit A was I copied and pasted the um, Utah law under that health code that I referenced in my affidavit of fact so where it says here um local standards not more stringent than federal or state standards exceptions for written findings so i just copied and pasted that this is straight from utah law uh okay. 26 dash if you scroll down a little bit further right there 26-1-33 individual rights protected nothing in this title shall prohibit an individual from choosing the diet therapy or mode of treatment to be administered to an individual or an individual's family. Okay. Someone just joined us. I'm going to pop them on real quick, see if they have a question. Okay. Um, so does anyone have any questions on, um, so Renee just joined us. I'm going to mute you real quick, Renee. Um, does anyone have any questions on what this exhibit A is? No questions that I can see. Okay. okay. All right. So we have uh, someone by the name of Renee just joined us. Hi, Renee. Hello. Can you hear me? We can hear you. 
I know Renee. What's up, Renee? How are yes. you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Jesus, it's been so long since I've seen you. My goodness. Absolutely. I need all the knowledge I can get. I'm like, why did we let him go back to Utah? Because <laughs> we need him here, too. Right. I know. We just need to clone him into our own, you know? We just well, need you to... know, they, they tried to clone people, and that didn't work out so well back then, so we'll have to... Yeah, not like that. Road. Just we need... We need more freedom fighters that have the same knowledge that you have. It is definitely, you know, uncharted territories and scary, but it's so definitely up? exciting. So, Renee, um, let us know how you know James. James, introduce us to Renee. Oh, I met Renee at, uh, she was at the uh, Ohio Freedom Fighters. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. Yeah, she had some really good, really good questions. And we, 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 we talked for a little bit yeah. after the movie. So. Okay. Okay. So, so what's up, Renee? I'm just happy I got to catch you on a live, and I just wanted to learn as much as I can. Okay. 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 So what's up, Renee? I'm just happy I got to catch you on a live, and I just wanted to learn as much as I can. That's weird. Okay. 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 It is weird. So, so. There we go. You're you're still on mute, Justice. Uh, so I pulled everybody out, put them back in. That was strange. Uh, so anyway, Renee, if you don't, if you're you don't, still on mute, uh, no, I'm not. Really? So anyway, Renee, if you don't, if you're still on mute, no, I'm not. That's strange. Yeah. It, so she's here, but I pulled her out. Hmm. Technical difficulties with uh, StreamYard. <laughs> it, so she's here, but I pulled her out. Technical difficulties. All right, hold on, folks. <laughs> I wonder if that fixed it. Got the sun in my eyes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think we're good now. Okay. I'm um, hearing myself again. I'm gonna. I'm afraid to click her back in. Yeah, we might need to. Hey, Renee. Um, let's let's chat again next time. We're actually running low on time anyway. I'm afraid to click her back in. Um, hey, Renee. Um, I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute myself. Okay. Well, now it's not. It's it's got to be something with your side because it's not coming through. Again. Huh. Weird. Very weird. Well, let's just see if there's any other questions. Um, so, Robert, you said here. Uh, yeah. Don't you love my? He says in the chat there, I love that in your damages, the amount end with 1776. Yeah, we did that on purpose. 
we we kind of we were uh, we were thinking, how can we stick these two of these people? And we thought, hey, let's make sure everything ends with seventeen seventy six. So, um, one of the question question that Robert has is, do you have to repeatedly file an affidavit of status, or can you reference it once it has been duly recorded? Um, you need to repeatedly file it, um, even if it's been recorded in like a, a county recorder's office. Nobody checks that stuff. Um, file it each time for each specific situation you're dealing with, and it just puts it on the record. So um, that's what I would suggest you do. So um, Corey asked a question, how can you get in touch with me? Corey, the best way is honestly is, is in our Telegram group, Affidavits 101. So it's Affidavits 101 on Telegram. Just search for that if you're not already in that group. Um, and just uh, post a message in there. I, I check that group quite frequently and thankfully justice helps me out because sometimes I get busy through my day and she's answering those questions too. So, so that's that. So any, any other questions guys that we can answer before I need to take off? I've got a hard stop here actually in about five minutes from now. So yeah, Renee, we're so sorry about that. Let's, let's chat again next time. So, so that's that. So any, any other questions guys that we can answer before I yeah, need to take off? Justice, it's gotta be something on your, your side. I don't know what's going on. So can you guys hear me because yeah, I can hear you. Do you hear a reverb still? Cause I'm not hearing yes. it on YouTube. Yes, you are. Yeah. I wonder if you had two screens or something. Right. Open. So let's just end it then. Okay. Thank you everybody. We will Very talk. Interesting. We're getting the, the gremlins are messing with us again. They must be. They don't, they, they don't want us getting the word out. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Y'all Bye, you guys. Care. So sorry about the technicals. Um, I'll try and see what happened, but we'll get it next time. Thank you all. Take care. Have a good day. See you.